Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, Foo followers. Ben Johnson here, the host of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast, reminding you that if you would like to support this show, we have a donations link available. Any spare pennies you may have would be greatly received to help with the upkeep of this show, the website, the social media accounts and so on. Simply head over to paypal.me forward slash Kung Fu Movie Guide to donate whatever you can. And a huge thank you to any listeners who have supported us over the years. You have our gratitude okay thank you and on with the show well if you're really so determined to have a fight then i'll oblige (laughs) hello ladies and gentlemen boys and girls food followers around the world welcome to episode 90 of the kung fu movie guide podcast This is season seven and my name is Ben Johnson. I am speaking to you from London here in the UK. Welcome to the show. Eric Lee is my guest on today's episode. Eric is known as the King of Kata. He is the winner of over 100 world titles. He was undefeated forms and weapons champion from 1970 to 1974. But as you will discover, he's also a bit of a jack of all trades a martial artist, a teacher, an author, an actor, a painter, a singer. He's generally an all-round entertainer. He was one of the first people to introduce music and lighting and acting and sound effects into his forms work, which garnered him quite a reputation in the martial arts world. As an actor and a stunt performer, his film credits include Big Trouble in Little China. You may have heard of that movie. Uh... The Ring of Fire films with Don Wilson, Talons of the Eagle with Billy Blanks, Sworn to Justice and the Tiger Claws movies, both with Cynthia Rothrock, Showdown in Little Tokyo, Fists of Iron, Bloodsport 2, there's so many American straight-to-video action movies from the 90s that Eric Lee was involved in, basically the types of movies that I watched all the time growing up. Eric is also the author of many instructional martial arts books and he has a new book out. It's an autobiography and it's called The Journey of an Artist by Grandmaster Eric Lee. I'll be sure to put a link to where you can buy the book in the podcast description. I always enjoyed watching Eric crop up in many martial arts movies growing up. He is in his mid-70s now, living an activity-filled life out in sunny Los Angeles. So this was great to be able to have this conversation with him and that chat is coming up shortly on today's show. A quick bit of business, though, before we head over to my conversation with Eric. If you do listen to this show on Spotify, then I've noticed there is an additional element of 
interaction that has appeared on that platform. I saw a message come in on Spotify following the Stunt Women episode with April Wright and Alima Dorsey. Really good to see that. So please do feel free to comment on the shows if you use Spotify. You can also give the show a star rating on Spotify. You can do that on Apple Podcasts as well and any of the other platforms that you do use to listen to this podcast. Leaving star ratings and reviews is a great way to show your appreciation for the show, but it also really helps to get the podcast noticed by other Kung Fu movie fans out there. So thank you so much if you have done that already. Of course, if you want a more direct route to contact me, then you can always send me an email. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. We are on social media as well. So we've got the Twitter account at kfmovieguide. And we are on Instagram and Facebook as well at Kung Fu Movie Guide. And for all the latest martial arts movie reviews, head over to KungFuMovieGuide.com. I've been playing a little bit of catch up lately on the movie front and I did absolutely love John Wick Chapter 4. I'm sure you've all watched it by now. And the more I think about it, the more I think it might be the best one in the series. Don't know if that's a controversial thought. Would love to know what you guys thought of it. And it was an absolute treat to be invited to the UK premiere of Jackie Chan's new film. That's called Ride On. The screening took place on Jackie's 69th birthday on the 7th of April. There was a lovely message from Jackie at the start of the movie dedicated to his UK fans and I also got the opportunity to sign his birthday card. Plus I got to catch up with some good friends and former guests as well of this podcast. So it was a lovely day. Thank you so much to all the folks there at Cine Asia here in the UK for putting on that event and for inviting me along. Okay, that's more than enough from me. It's time to hear now from Eric Lee. This conversation was recorded a while ago, back in September 2022. It's a little bit disjointed. We certainly jump around quite a bit during this conversation. And I think when you're chatting with Eric Lee, it's just a case of strapping in and going with the flow. I will be back at the end of this conversation to sign off properly. But until then, here we go. Sit back, relax and enjoy my Slightly chaotic conversation with the great King of Kata himself, Eric Lee. You heard my music, yeah? I've heard the music, you've got a new book out, there's lots to talk about, Eric. So that's a real passion of yours then, is it, Eric, the singing? Uh, one of my passion, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a list. Actor, writer, I have many. singer, I have, painting. I, I like, I, I like everything. Yeah, musician. You play musical instruments as well? Yeah, I have 36 instruments. I play some, but I go to GM Eric Lee on YouTube and you can hear it. Yeah. If you like it, tell all your friends. If you don't like it, tell, tell all your friends. Eric Lee sucks. He cannot sing. <laughs> I want to ask about the book. It is called The Journey of an Artist by Grandmaster Eric Lee. Your, your life story, Eric. Can you bring my book? Okay, yeah. Uh, from Amazon, it's called A Journey of an Artist. Yeah. And uh, somebody is interested. Somebody is writing as, as a um, synopsis, and I have people uh, to make I like to make that into the film, but I won't be 
playing their part. You know, I'm too sure. old to sure. be young again. <laughs> so uh, somebody will play a part. I think somebody possible on my wish list would be somebody younger than me, like Donnie Yen, which is just right. my house. Yeah. yeah. Have you met Donnie Yen? Yeah, there he stayed in my house. Donnie Yen stayed in your house? When he was younger, before he went to Hong Kong, and uh, I know his mom bows him up. Yeah. And then uh, when the, I used to be a promoter with my friend Sid Campbell, we promote lots of uh, tournaments. We promote maybe 15 tournaments, and then we promote uh, luau's, you know, the Hawaiian fish party. And one of the big one, I don't do that anymore. 1980 in Oakland Coliseum, we got 14,000 people show wow. up. Wow. It was uh, Shakin from Into the Dragon and the Bosin Mark. I believe possible Jet Li was there too. I'm not sure. Yeah. He was a Beijing Wushu team was there. And then uh, Master Hong from Into the Dragon, he actually didn't speak. Ladies and gentlemen, let the tournament begin. <laughs> yeah. That was that him. That was Master <laughs> Paul Ki Luke of Kung Fu Siri. Yeah. Did the voice you mean? Did Shaq Keen's voice? Uh, he, yeah. he, he, he had great voice. And yeah. I actually, I did a film with him uh, together. It's called A Cold King and Blue Eye. I was his right hand man. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing. Do you mind me saying you're, by my calculations, you're 74 at the moment, Eric? Is that correct? Right now, I'm 76. 76. Gosh, yeah. okay. And how do you feel, 76, do you still feel you're ready to go? You're still active and fit and everything? How you feel is how your mind works and how your body works. Yeah. So yeah. I feel young. I'm 30 years younger than any average people yeah. because I work out, I have great diet, and I swim 10 laps a day. And uh, when I swim, I do slow motion like Tai Chi. Yeah. And then, so I'm very slow, but I do like 10 laps. When I get on, I have a, a room that is dedicated to the equipment. I have my own gym at home. Great. And then I have a room dedicated to music only for recording. Yeah. And then when I do the elliptical, I sing and I work on my body and I do that. Sometimes I sing, sometimes I do the, what they call this healing songs. Yeah. So as you know, songs have vibration. If you're in tune with the song that vibrate, that, that, synchronize your electrical system which is your chi flow and uh, you feel more balanced so your training is uh, tai chi you still do martial arts i uh, i was a choreographer for many years i got people started like art camacho yeah and he's one of my student yeah actually but i have not taught for 10 years but now i'm focusing on taking care the golden age so yeah. far. And I believe I don't believe in the uh retire retirement and tie twice. Tie and tie again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't believe in success or fail. There's no such thing. And uh because if you worry about fail, you never start it. If you think you're gonna be successful if you fail. So why go there at all? Forget yeah. about it. Just yeah. do what you love to do and share with the people you love. 
Yes, yeah. you've led such a sort of distinguished and celebrated life. You're the king of Qatar, after all. So I'm just wondering, when you were putting the book together, what is what are some of your proudest achievements? Do, would you say, Eric? Well, uh, I first of all, when I was younger, I competed at a tournament, and uh, all I think focused on was winning. Okay, yeah. my okay before that. Before that, I want to, if you learn how to hit, you have to learn how to heal. So healing is a big part of me because my father was herbalist and he owned two herb shops. Uh, we got herbalists, worked there, lived there, sleep there, and died there, some of them. Right, <laughs> and, <laughs> right. And then so the, the family, uh, what is my biggest achievement I will say everything, and yeah. I've been lucky. I don't have any health issue so far, I believe, and I was very lucky, and I have no pain in my body even today. And many of my friends, they got arthritis, they got this problem, that problem, and I can't do anything. All I can do is if they have issue, I, I want to find out the other opinion, I would say, refer them to this person, this person, that person. And so I believe in same thing like martial art, all style have something to offer. Yeah. Some people are favorite in their own style, uh, let's say Shotokan or Kung Fu or Tai Chi, that's okay, just like music. And uh, we treasure some of the music like Beethoven, right? Mm. From long time ago, uh, Leonardo, uh, da Vinci, his painting is beautiful. So now I'm interested because there's so many things that I didn't know. So being a, what they call martial artist or grandmaster title, all these things, it's only thing is we put our mind and soul into a proof, but we really, in reality, we don't know anything that other than that, yeah. unless so we are way better with everything we don't know. Just looking back, the the industry, particularly the film and television industry that you were working in, you know, mm -hmm. in the 70s, 80s, 90s, particularly around um, accurate representation, particularly, you know, Asian actors working in Hollywood, very different ballgame when you were working compared to nowadays. At least that's what it yeah. seems. Do you think that there's more opportunities? It's a better, Hollywood is better now, do we think? Well, it's different. Uh, my good friend, James Hong, you know him? I do know James Hong, yes. Yeah, he is uh, just got his star in Hollywood. And when he first started, 1955, his first movie uh, was with Humphrey Bogart. Yeah, yeah. Black and white. Incredible. And we did something called Big Trouble in Little China. What little that people know, I did 150 movies, but only 30-something on IMDb. Yeah. And I'm more behind the camera than in front of the camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have, uh, if you like to create things, uh, hang on for a second. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cindy, can you get my jacket? Okay. Uh, when I first started the business in uh, 1976, 
And uh, we, the Hollywood did not have the skill they have now in those days. So the cinnamon photographer asked me, how do you film this? I say, if you like to have a good camera angle, get a Japanese cartoon book. You got all kinds of camera angle. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's how it started. Uh, let me tell you an interesting story, may yeah. I? Yeah, of course. Okay, there's uh, a person, he was a big action movie star in 1950s, and I met him in person. He's my friend's father. His name is Lam Gao. He's, I speak Cantonese. And then uh, in those days, cameras were very heavy, and uh, black and white, big camera. So one camera on the third floor, and one camera on the on the ground floor, but he had to fight on the edge of the brick. And what happened? And this way, in down here, they can film all the way up there. Saw him fight, and then in those days, camera were weigh thousands of pounds, not like a cell phone or the black magic or 4K camera. So it's so heavy, they don't move the camera. They move the actor. Actor have to move. Yeah, yeah. So what happened when he was fighting on the edge? The brick broke. So he fell all the way from third floor. But his basic was so strong, he landed on a horse stance. He never got wow. hurt. Wow. Wow. That training kicked in. Yeah. So those are training. But that's why some other people are trying to do the same thing. You cannot... Um, you cannot replace the person who played the lead, but you you can you can have stuntman a stunt double to do. If the stuntman got hurt, they can replace him with yeah. another one. But you cannot replace the real person that he's contracted to play the lead in a movie. That's yeah. what happened. Did you always want to be in movies, then, Eric? Even when you were a kid. Um, not really when I was a kid, when I was, uh, my father is a martial artist too. He studied the style called Choi Lei Fat. And that, when I was two years old, I watched him train, work out. I did not train that time. And, uh, in China, in a courtyard, and then my, my grandmother took me to see the Cantonese opera, we have the stage Kung Fu, and that's my first exposure uh, when I was two years old. So it's like American look at, at Mickey Mouse, Coca-Cola, Elvis Presley, and football, and it's, it's, we grew up with it, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's it was it was part of the uh, the culture, and we're talking about China. This is communist revolution time isn't it you're born in just on the cusp of that late 40s is well, that I was right? born after I was born after the war but I went to Hong Kong which is a uh, British uh, I saw Queen Elizabeth II when she was in the late 30s I was a little boy in Hong Kong she was riding in the with a whole lot of people in uh, parade in front of our uh, <laughs> shop, and I was pretty young. She just waving at everybody, and I remember those things, and uh, I have good memory. Wow! When I was in Hong Kong, I saw a lot of black and white kung fu movie. Second of he played the bad guy. It Enter the Dragon. He always played 
the bad guy in the Hong Kong movie, and he he was in Ching Wu Association in Hong Kong, and the guy Quan Da Ping, and I met him in America. He was over one hundred years old. Yeah, and uh, he lived a long life. Yeah. yeah, he his style was uh, Hongga. Uh, I you know as because I really appreciate people do different styles. Some people have different favorites. Some people really want to be oh my style is better than yours for me all style have something to offer yeah as you know when you teach somebody when you're a teacher you're basically teaching yourself yeah 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 <laughs> that is but cool. you grew up in the 50s in hong kong then you were going to watch these black and white wong fei hong movies that's what captured your imagination your passion with kung fu is that is that right Actually, 50s, not 60s. 60, all right. 62, I came to America. Wow, 62. Gosh. Yeah, I uh, I was born in 1946, July 30th. What was growing up in Hong Kong like in, at that time? It's, I mean, it's unrecognizable to what, what it is today. Well, when I came from Fuchong Village in China and then I went to Hong Kong, where I was Born in the village uh, was 125 people around there. When I went to Hong Kong, I said, wow, this village is quite big. I, without yeah. knowing, this is not a village. This is a city that called Hong Kong. Yeah. So uh, when I went to Hong Kong, I saw all this black and white movie. I was infatuated, uh, was really um, like it so much. And I saw John Wing, my my uncle happened to own a theater in Hong Kong, and I went to see John Wing in color, and uh, always fascinated by American cowboys. And But I'm always uh, interested in movie in Hong Kong because they were so much power. They so uh, so aesthetic, and uh, I, I just want to be like them. But when I came to America, somebody shot me right on the head, right on the neck, and that's what I, I took martial arts seriously. Yeah. So, and then I didn't become, uh, uh, go to tournament before that. I studied uh, one to self-defense. I have uh, no problem with anybody. I'm like more like an ambassador. I like all style. If somebody knocked me out by two by four, I, what style is that? I call <laughs> Home Depot. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. All star have something to offer. You bastard. I didn't know who you were. Why did your family move to America? My grandfather was born in 1894. He came, so he witnessed uh, the Great Depression, World War One, World War Two, and everything. He came first, and he worked very hard. We he owns a poetry called Lun Key, uh, that was on Oakland Webster Street, and then uh, and then my my grandmother came later. My I came because being a male is in old days a breadwinner in Chinese tradition. So I came, but I actually live in Central America for a few months before I came here. Why? Because in Hong Kong, they only issue so many visa, and then 
I, when I went to Central America, I was only there for six months, and then I got my visa to come to America in six months. Yeah. <laughs> Did your family move from China originally then because of the revolution in China? Was that why your family moved from China? Well, uh, my father, my father uh, was in the World War Two. He escaped from the. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not political, but he was escaped from the Japanese, and I was born after the war. So I, I, I you know, I left long time ago, and my. F um, does it answer your question? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you see the movie Yip Man. Yeah. Uh, Donnie Yen, who, who portrayed a part Yip Man. I, I did not uh, study with Yip Man, but I studied with uh, a little bit with Wong Sang Lung, which is a private yeah. instructor for Bruce Lee. That's right. But Bruce Lee, when he was doing Game of Death, and then he asked Wong Sang Lung to be in his movie, but he said, uh, what do you have to do? And uh, I can openly say it. And uh, Bruce Lee was in Oakland. Uh, he came to a school and watched a string. I was very little by then and was very young. And, uh, you know, he's really good martial artist and he got a lot of penetration very fast and everything. And, uh, but before he formed JKD and he was doing Chung Fan Kung Fu, I still had the poster from James Lee and, and him long time ago and i was in oakland is uh is uh, jong fine kung fu then before jkd you would have been in hong kong when bruce lee was in hong kong and you would have then been in california when bruce lee was in california is that right yeah we have similar background because yeah. he, he actually a uh, part german and i i'm lee and his Lee and I know Robert Lee and uh, Shannon and Brandon was a little baby and yeah. uh, and uh, Bruce Lee mom and I we when she was alive we hang out you know together and then we go to lunch and dinner whatever and uh, that's a long time ago back to 70s and 60s you know yeah. and uh, I really lucky to witness uh, the changes the martial art in this country as well the world i happened to to meet uh bob was good friend of mine john saxon jim kelly they all gone now sakin is gone also yeah uh, bolo is still here bolo is still here yeah 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 he, his real name is young c young not c bolo. Bolo do, is you, just a stage do you speak scene. to him um he live in different part of town i should get together somebody the people who i who's gone uh lately harry mark Leo Fong, Leo Fong, Jean LaBelle, and yeah. John Nitibadet, and they all gone, so they're all friends. So I'm going to, we actually did a trip to a few people. You go to GM Eric Lee on YouTube, you can see the trip at Bob World got the most response because he's very popular for the Internet Dragon. He was the O'Hara, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on this podcast. I spoke to, I managed to speak to him a couple of years ago. Oh, for wonderful. Podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was great to funny, chat. Though, uh, not too long ago, Leo Fong, me, and Bob World, we were sitting together and talking. And then Babo asked Leo Fong, Mr. Fong, uh, Sifu Fong, he said, would you, do you anticipate you live this long? 
And then he said, no, he was 92 when he died. Yeah. Bob Wall was 82. And uh, we were sitting down together in his house. And then we did, we did, he was going to do a movie sequel to Into the Dragon, but and, uh, we didn't get the right. So he was going to do a film called Into the Phoenix, Phoenix instead of Into the Dragon. Nice. Uh, well, that would have been nice. Yeah, it, it didn't happen because he died. You know, as you know, in life, nothing permanent except changes yeah. and change. So they are, uh, I don't feel sad because everything that we experience in life, I appreciate what I experience, whether you think it's negative or positive, but they are still, when about war, all the people that's gone before us, they gave the life and experience and interact with our life so i i preserve that experience so they're not gone so i we should not feel sad because they're in different form and we're gonna join them later anyway yeah yeah no well said well said eric hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, don't be tricked by him. He's got iron feet. When you started competing in the early 70s, my understanding is the States back then really did not know what even Kung Fu was. Because this would have been before Bruce Lee, before the TV show even, Kung Fu. So what was the feedback like when you started on the circuit? Well, um, let me tell you interesting because in those days, in those days, uh, most people, when you go to a tournament, everybody is very competitive and nobody wants to lose, no matter what style, whether hot style, soft style, whatever, and nobody wants to lose. I'm very good friend with Mr. Ed Parker. He was uh, Elvis Presley's instructor. He, Chuck Norris competed at the tournament. Bruce Lee did a demonstration, 64 and 67. And, uh, you know, I didn't enter that tournament then until later on, a couple of years later. And then, uh, um, when I first entered the tournament, yes, I was one of the very few, uh, guy who wore pajama. They call pajama. They call me, why are you wearing a pajama? I say, no, that's my uniform. They say, he said, no, that's pajama to me. I say, okay, whatever. And it doesn't matter what they call. I just going to, trying to go to that tournament. It's called IKC International Karate Championship. That was in Long Beach Arena. 
And then uh, where Joe Lewis was fighting, I know Joe, Benny, Kiedis, and all these people. Yeah. Cynthia Rothfire, they're all friends, you know, no problem. When I was very young, and uh, they were wearing a white uniform, I was wearing a black uniform, and I just w- didn't want to lose, you know, that's all. And so, because they say, oh, you do this thing really soft. And so, and I got, and I, I decided to put a lot of power and uh, I study people, how do I get the most charisma? How do I get most power? How do I get most showmanship? So I, I mellow myself, uh, make friends with the competitor, the judge, and then the audience, I, instead, I want to put on a good show for them so I don't get stage fright. And uh, if you are competing at a tournament, if you look at somebody, oh, he got better kick than me, you just lost to him because yeah. the way you think. Now, form and weapon, those things are just, for me, is exercise and it's an art. And what my real thing is self-defense first and later on, form and weapon becomes entertainment. And then now, nowadays, I'm not competing. I'm not competing with anybody. I just want to share the experience to the other people who the younger generation and that is coming. You were a trendsetter in many ways, Eric, because of what you were doing with the forms and adding that showmanship and that entertainment value. Did that just naturally evolve over time then, Eric? Yeah, um, in those days, 60s and 70s, I was very competitive, but now I'm not. And uh, after all, you write book, you did so many movies, and you, in, in reality, in old days, I want to be somebody. So in when you get older, like me, you have to become somebody to be nobody. And I feel good because I get along with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Nobody. So some people think I'm somebody, and that's the way they do. But in reality, I'm just the same like everybody else. My book is about one thing. This one here. Yeah. It, my book is basically to be inspired before I expire. That's the, my statement. Yeah. No. So you were the ones who were drug smuggling for the master. Huh. Eric, can I ask you about the movies as well? Do you remember the very first film set that you appeared on? Uh, some of the movie I just uh, voice over. Some of the movie I do stunts. Some of the movie I play the lead. Uh, I play the lead Master Demon, Ninja Buster, Weapons of Death. You might not heard those pictures. No, I've seen them. I've on, seen them. You've seen them. Yeah. Uh, that was the movie I played the lead. Uh, the uh, but you know it's an experience. You know, of course. Uh, bef- I was so young when I was doing those in the beginning of the movie but the big movie I, where I got a smaller part but the smaller movie I got bigger part yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so Weapons of Death was maybe the first well let's go back even before that because you worked with Peckinpah and James Kahn Robert Duvall Killer Elite 1975 right. that's, that's called, yeah that was called Killer Elite yeah yeah Sam Peckinpah was a director and Rick Grandmaster Rick Alamini, he's a martial artist and he was a choreographer. Sam Peckerpo doesn't know who's who in a martial art, 
but we have to show him that we can really do this. So I have to show him that uh, how to move and do a demonstration yeah. for him before he accepts. When I was a choreographer, some of the producer, uh, they were interview people, and everybody come to the audition. They say, I'm the world champion. One of the producers come to me and say, which one is real world champion? They all say they are champion. They all say they're world champion. Which one is it? So she was all confused, holding their head, and she didn't know what to do. I say, their audition, they all try to get a part. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. They all say they are world champion. Is that true? Unfortunately, uh, the show business, it's there's too many people want to get in. That's not enough part for everybody. Yeah, it's very, very competitive. Very competitive. very competitive. You're right. Do you need to be a champion martial artist to make it in martial arts films? Like, like nowadays, Eric, you've got um, you know, Keanu Reeves isn't a martial artist, but he he looks like one. Yeah, well, Charlie's Angel when they train six months and they become they look so great because the camera work was so great. Yeah, and then uh, anybody can be on film. Nowadays, different than before, we have to film everything on film, Panavision and movie older, everything is different. Nowadays, I would encourage people that you have a cell phone, get idea, and just film it. It doesn't have to be perfect because you are a beginner. White belt is not going to be perfect, yeah. and then we all start somewhere. Just like martial art beginning, you learn the basic, you know, punch is a punch, a kick is a kick. You don't know why you're doing it, but after a while, you become more familiar. You become technically inclined. You know the fundamental. You become more creative, and then you become innovator. So I encourage uh, all the folks out there that listening to this, use your cell phone, get an idea, just film it. It doesn't matter what it yeah. looks like. You want to get great experience out of it i can guarantee one thing i cannot guarantee you're gonna look like uh the perfect movie uh but we gotta start somewhere you gotta right? start somewhere absolutely absolutely <laughs> and you built up didn't you because you worked in stunts and you worked a lot as fi a fight choreographer you worked behind the scenes but you were in front of the camera as well weren't you and in in, uh, in quite a few I, I like everything I, I was a teacher for stunt fighting at UCLA, and uh, I am very familiar with the camera angle because I learned through the years, just like everything else, practice makes perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever like work with people like, um, you know, a Chuck Norris or a um, Cynthia Rothrock? And did you ever look at them and think, well, I want to be, I want to be the lead in there. I want to be doing that. You know, let's say this book here, uh, we are going to make a film out of it, and I'm not in it. It's It doesn't matter leading man or not leading man. I'm get to the point. I can be totally behind the camera. I feel okay with it. Can I talk to you about Big Trouble in Little China? That's a huge movie that's on, in your filmography. You were working with Al Leong, James Hong, James Liu, Jeff Amada, um, gosh, Conan Lee, Victor Wong's in it. Like, there's all these great Asian American actors in that movie. What was you, what was it like? I want to tell you something. James Hong is a friend of mine. I can do his voice for you right yeah. now. <laughs> yes, please. I would love to hear that. 
Bruce, yeah, this is James Hong. Uh, I still want a girl with a green eye. <laughs> Very good. And then uh, every time I see James and he poke me with his elbow, I say, Eric, do me. I say, James, you, you, you giving my, my rib a Bruce is it's almost like a Bruce spirit, you know? Yeah. He said, no, forget about that. Just do me. I said, what do you want me to do? Do my voice. I said, okay, James. Uh, Susie, I won't be home for, home for dinner because I have another engagement. <laughs> Very good. Do I sound like him? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... So I I call his wife up, uh, Susan, and then she said, pretty close, but no cigar. (laughs) In the movie, you are part of the gang, aren't you? Your Lopan's group. You have that big fight scene in the alleyway, so you would have been working directly with James, but obviously Kurt Russell is in there as well. Um, yeah, Kurt Russell, nice guy. Yeah, and Goldie Horn came to visit him. They were boyfriend and girlfriend at that time. He's a nice guy. I like comedy. James yeah. liked comedy too. Uh, Bolo, he liked comedy, but except he got the face that really menace. You know, yeah. really bad guy. He's hot. Maybe, maybe he can do a comedy. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happens. Very hard for him to do a to do a comedy. I'd imagine, uh, but well, uh, I would love to see that. Not everybody can do comedy because yeah. some people are serious, like Jackie Chan, Eddie Murphy, uh, Chris Rock. I can do comedy. Do you prefer watching comedies to action films? I like everything. I like comedy the first, most mostly, yeah. and uh, I like serious uh, drama. Also, I like romantic. I like thrillers. Uh, some people like uh, action, like uh, Tom Cruise. He's he like action, so he does a lot of action movies. Stallone, uh, he like action, and uh, action people don't like too much dialogues because they want action. Yeah, like yeah. In Hong Kong. They spend a lot of time on action over here in the Hollywood in the old days. They spend a lot of time on acting. So the action, the the action part, they say one take, that's it, go yeah. on, go home, okay. Yeah. And the acting part, but this is an action movie. They have to focus on both. Of course, good actor and good action, good script is perfect. Oh, oh. See, I just want to kill you like dogs. <laughs> Can I ask you about Showdown in Little Tokyo as well? I know you worked on that film. I think uh, you were only a little on bit, the stunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Where? Where are you in that movie then? What? What? What role? I got killed by a shotgun or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> really? From Dolph? Yeah. Now I today because most people look at the TV, television, or movie, they say, "Oh, this person is a big star." Yes, and uh, it's okay, but. We, when you get to the point where you become everybody's equal, and uh, in reality, if somebody's so-called superstar, a big star in a movie, but when he got sick, he have to take medicine. When he get tired, he need to rest. And when he hungry, he got to eat. So just like me and you, that's no different, except mm. the title is called Important Person, Movie Star, whatever. In reality, it's an illusion. Okay, there's no such thing as Terminator, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Rocky, and all that. No disrespect, but people believe it in 
so deeply they think that's a real real thing but it's 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 man-made so you've never been starstruck because you've met so many and you've worked with so many famous you know a-list movie stars there isn't one actor that you've worked with that you've been a bit uh, starstruck it you know i myself have to say i surpassed the image want to be uh, this and that because we got over with that we like i told you earlier you have to be somebody to be nobody and i feel everybody is it's it's the same but nobody too big for me and nobody too small the first time i think i ever saw you in a movie would have been probably ring of fire don oh, wilson. Was, uh, wilson yeah and I had Ring of Fire 1 and 2 on VHS. This would have been the early 90s. And it was always... And then I, you kept cropping it because I was a big... That was my sort of uh, era, I suppose, that, those 90s martial arts films. And you were always cropping up in them. And it was always great, yeah, to, just a great to see you. Uh, yeah, yeah we because I was very much into the Kung Fu movies and seeing you on uh-huh. screen was always a sign that, oh, Eric Lee's in this, so there's going to be some good Kung Fu in this one, you know? I'm glad you like it. And, uh, you know, some people would say, oh, that's not an A movie. It doesn't make any different. Just do what you like to do. And then, yeah, of course, uh, you can get A movie. It's fine, but uh, you can be movie. So I really encourage any movie is better. If, if you have a dream, follow it. Um, just do it and take action. And there's an old saying, a turtle never goes anywhere unless he stick his neck out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. I'm just interested out of that group, though. So Don Wilson, Cynthia Rothrock, Jeff Wincott, Billy Blanks, Daniel Bernhardt. You worked with a lot of these guys who were big stars in that round, that straight to video. Yeah, uh, they're all friends. And they're all friends. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, Billy and I supposed to get together, Billy Blank. And we did a movie called Talent of the Ego, yeah. James. Uh, that was a long time ago. And uh, Billy, you know, he's a very humble guy, nice guy, Danny Santo, And he he just want to learn and teach. That's all. He doesn't care about, you know, uh, he's not the kind of guy like to fight, you know. He's yeah. just nice, you know. Jackie Chan, because you can hear that I have uh, accent. And uh, I, I did some looping for him because they did, the recording was not so good so i did some song i know jackie yeah Jack, so i've seen a photo <laughs> of you and jackie but it they you jackie looks pretty young it might that must have been taken in like the 80s maybe early 80s Is yeah right? 80s 80s yeah. yeah how do you one know of him? my students last fitch and his manager really chen that time they were they drink and party and smoke Cigarette. Right. I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Jackie, and uh, that's how I met him. I went to the movie set, and uh, I never really tried to uh, rub elbow with the with the people that are already successful. And um, you know, everybody is the same. And uh, but I'm glad. I you know sometimes uh, you are so big you cannot go any place like every person you cannot walk down the street by himself yeah so it's jackie chen and chuck norris and they need bodyguards you know yeah. jackie is very friendly 
He hired somebody to give gift to everybody. He would take picture for everybody and give the gift to everybody because he know people, their friend meaning a lot to him, friends meaning a lot to him. He know exactly who want to be in his film and he understand that. And uh, I, of course, I understand that, but I'm, you know, it doesn't really matter. That was so long ago. And uh, I wish everybody success. Just quickly on those movies you were making in the 90s, and I know the budgets were quite low, but that obviously means that they were shooting them very quickly. Did you get frustrated because on a lot of those you were the fight choreographer? And as you said earlier, it's always the action that suffers, isn't it? Because you can't spend very long training the actors or getting the choreography done you've you know you, you've got to turn the scenes around very quickly did you ever get frustrated at all eric when you were on those sets no i don't i but uh you have if you are if you have a lower budget movie if you're late you're already over the budget so um nowadays it's a lot quicker and easier than before because if you don't like what you do and you just do again but in film you have to uh, edit together with a white glove and then make sure you don't have fingerprint on it and the movie older the editing machine is like quite a bit of money half a million yeah, dollar yeah and then most people don't buy it they just rent it it was an interesting time wasn't it in hollywood that you had a lot of leading stars that were these sort of white men basically doing a lot of martial arts and taking the lead in these martial arts films but a lot of the asian actors or even the kung fu performers were relegated to quite small roles or they were the villains they were always the bad guys in these movies weren't they yeah, pigtail and yeah. uh, uh, working a railroad yeah a very man. stereotype yeah I understand that but uh, we pass now if you if this is Asian part Asian will play if this is recall for uh, black folks they have to have a black man to do that if this is so in the old days, a lot of Caucasian portray Asian. They make the eye look like Asian, but they change that now. Yeah. So it's it's quite different than old days. Do you know where Shung Ching Kui is, Khan? You better tell me. I don't know. So you haven't fully retired from movies then? You could still work on a movie? Of course. Yeah. All the things I've been doing and uh Hungar order form and things, it might be obsolete. You know, maybe obsolete. Maybe some people will preserve the purity of the original. I don't know for sure because hundred years from now I might I'm not gonna be here. Do you think that's true then? Because the popularity of Kung Fu there is not as many people training in Kung Fu anymore? Uh, more people, I understand that more people are doing Tai Chi than Kung Fu in China. Right, right. So feeling for healing and uh, everything that we experience and we should be therapeutic for us and for the other people as well. If you're washing a dishes, you take slowly and then washing dishes. Uh, about 10 years ago, my friend washing dishes and only few, he said, you take a long time. I say, why are you uh, doing so slow? He said, oh, it's therapy. 
He said it's therapy. Yeah, yeah. So everything we do should be therapy. Right now, when I talk to you, I'm happy that I can share some of my little experience to some of your viewer or listener. And uh, it's just my point of view. It doesn't mean that I'm better than anybody listening. We're the same. Matter of fact, whoever listening, I can learn something from them. And uh, I told my black belt, and uh, I have 40 of them, and I said, if you learn something new that I'm interested, I tell you what, I become your student instead of your sifu. Mm, that's nice. I'm like that, you know. Yeah. Let's put it this way. We are a student of anything we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we don't know that much. Even giving life for 100 years, that's not not long at all yeah you know you're right and it goes quick as well that's uh, <laughs> it goes very quick yeah, very quick no regrets or anything no, no regrets. regrets so you do what you do enjoy what you do and we are only camping here right yeah that's true that's true eric just finally before we say goodbye do you have any tips and advice for anyone who would like to get into the martial arts movies i know your route into it was you were a competitive fighter you learned so many different styles and then you sort of worked your way through the stunt route and then fight choreography you appeared in movies but you landed roles in some very big hollywood movies like big trouble in little china for instance you know any younger people listening to this they want to break into movies what would you suggest oh i can do that uh the idea is just have an idea if you don't have an idea have somebody else's idea and uh it's perhaps your own idea and then uh even short film is okay and use your cell phone record it you can edit and you don't like it you can do it again and uh, make sure, you know, don't worry about anything. If you worry about anything, you just lower your immunity. I have a little dog. You mind if I show you? I just saw the dog. Yeah, yeah. Can I see the dog? I do like to see yeah, a dog. Okay, here we go. Her <laughs> name is Bella. She's seven Bella. years old. Uh, right uh, uh, she's lovely. Uh, she's how old? Yeah. Seven. She's uh, very therapeutic. As you know, she's a Jack Russell Terrier. Yeah. Jackie. Jackie is female. Jack. Jack Russell is male. She follow me all the time. She think I'm a little daddy or something. I, but <laughs> yeah. we look different. Also, uh, in England, do you know Samuel Kwok? I know Sam Kwok. Yes, I've met Sam. Yes. He's a good friend of mine. He's in England. He comes he here is. a lot. Wing Chun. He's a Wing Chun um, expert. Yeah, I told him, well, if you come to the United States that much, might as well just move here. Forget about yeah. traveling. <laughs> Now, yeah yeah um, well i'd love to go I, I haven't even been to los angeles and i'd love to go around and meet there's so many people i'd love to meet out there mark de cascos yeah, and, oh, and you know. get all together danvers and cindia whatever you know yeah. doesn't matter any kids they're all friends you know barely yeah. billy Black. and i'll be i'm going to be talking to all of them and uh, get together and our favorite restaurant is uh, uh golden dragon in chinatown and bruce lee used to teach class in LA is gone on uh, he have a school now it's a pharmacy and uh, now uh, uh, his favorite dish was ginger beef <laughs> really I didn't know that there you go yeah, that's a new Bruce beef. Lee fact I didn't know <laughs> yeah he's uh, 
Uh, one of the restaurants he eat at is the same place I went yesterday. It's called Golden Dragon, 960 North Broadway. Well, Eric, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed you enjoyed that. <laughs> and thank um, you so much. Thank okay. you. Have a lovely day. You too. Bye bye. Eric Lee there. What a whirlwind that was. I do hope you enjoyed that. It was great to chat to Eric. Eric was a regular fixture in my martial arts movie education and it was always a good time seeing Eric Lee do his kung fu on screen so a huge thank you Eric for taking the time to talk to me for this episode of the show his latest book is called The Journey of an Artist it's by Grandmaster Eric Lee it's available to buy now wherever you get your books I'll also put a link to that book in the description of this episode i'll also put a link to eric's website that's ericlee.com and he also has a youtube channel that's at grandmaster eric lee 4240 that's the digits 4240 lots of great content on there some martial arts demos there's interviews with eric there's also some of eric's music on there so do go and check that out a big thank you to eric lee for chatting to me and a big thank you to you the loyal foo follower who has listened to this episode all the way to the very end thank you so much the podcast will be going on another little break for now i know that things have been a little bit all over the place with the release of this show but fear not we will return in the meantime thank you so much for your patience and please do keep it locked to all the usual kfmg pod channels that's where i'll be posting about all the latest developments about this show don't forget you can always reach out to me in the meantime via the email address hello at kungfumovieguide.com Okay, thank you all so much for your ongoing support with this show. Please do take care, stay safe, be well, keep kicking, and I will speak to you all again very soon on the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Bye for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.